This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hosts of Kelly and Company, wherever you're listening in. Hey, guys, thank you for being with us. So, what was the scariest mobility issue you had during your training or any time you've said, hey, I need to learn a route? Um, anything, either whether it be when you were learning to work with your cane and get around? Right. It was using my cane, period. Uh, but that's because for, for most of my time, I was still not acceptant of using a white cane. So I would kind of fake my way through a lot of things it was probably very scary for the own instructor working with me um, but i'd say subway travel sometimes i i think subway travel was the hardest kells because it was dark the the environment felt mm-hmm. very unfamiliar the noise levels would be all over the place sometimes just the mass of people coming in and out of uh trains or subways themselves up and down stairs was a lot very uh a lot of stimulation when it came into the uh, station did you back up always from the train Oh, yeah. Did you stay with your back, back against, against the, the wall? wall? I'd find yeah. a wall <laughs> to it. You, you know, I remember being a kid thinking, oh, it's going to suck me in with it. Yeah. There's, just, there's nowhere it could suck so you into. Loud. You know, you'd get so uncomfortable with it. Uh, really great. Good conversation. Folks, now it's time for our Know Your Rights conversation with Danielle McLaughlin. Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights. Danielle, best to you today. Happy New Year. Thank you very much and a sweet and happy New Year to all who celebrate. And you know what? To those who don't too. Whoever objects to being wished happiness. It's 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 all good, right? <laughs> Always a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Always a good thing. Well, I am very happy today because today we have with us Julie Matthews, a, a good old friend of mine and colleague. She is the Executive Director of Community Legal Education Ontario, which is called CLEO for short. And Julie is a lawyer who has headed up this amazing organization for many years now and has been instrumental in improving access to justice for so many people. Julie, hello and welcome. Uh, Good afternoon, Danielle. Thank you. Well, it's lovely to hear your voice again. I've missed you. (laughs) (laughs) It's mutual, yes. Oh, good. Can you tell us a little bit about Clio? What what does this organization do? Yes. I mean, there's a lot to tell, so I'll just try to to hit the, the main points. Clio is a small not-for-profit organization, and our core mandate is to provide information about the law um, to people across Ontario. Um, Our focus, our priority is to reach people and to provide information that will help people who live on low incomes or face um, various forms of social disadvantage or marginalization with the, with the information that they need to understand and exercise their legal rights. So we are part of Ontario's Legal Aid family. We're, we're funded by Legal Aid Ontario. We're also funded by the Ministry of the Attorney General, by the Department of Justice Canada, and by law, the Law Foundation of Ontario. 
So, I mean, I can tell you more about how we do our work, which makes it rather unique, um, but that's it in a nutshell. Well, that's that's amazing. If you think about it, it's you know, it's it's so important to to know this, and also that you don't have to be a lawyer yourself to understand the legal information that that uh, Clio makes it uh, accessible to people. You know, who who may not have a good legal education, I think, is extremely important. What are the different areas of law that the Clio resources uh, cover? Can you name a few of them? Yeah, I mean, we so we have both. We we provide legal information in a bunch of different ways. Different people have um, both, you know, different issues that they need information on, and they have different ways of accessing it. And so, primarily, you know, we focus on trying to get the right information to people at the time they need it. Um, we do it um, in. I think it's 17 different areas of law on our main website, Steps to Justice, Justice Paws a Paw. And those would be areas of law that, again, you know, affect in a, in a significant way people living on lower incomes or facing disadvantage. So we're talking about housing law for tenants often, and we're talking about employment law, uh, social assistance, Ontario Disability, Ontario Works. Um, family law, uh, immigration and refugee, those are a few of them. Human rights, of course, but there are, as I said, there's 17 different areas and we have information both on those two sites and then uh, people and organizations can order our print publications for free and they can use them themselves, although a key way that we've gotten our information out there um, is through community organizations that order them in large bundles um, and we provide them to them free and then they use them in their offices to support um, community members who come to them for help. So we try to use a bunch of different ways to get the information out there. So no matter sort of where people are going to get the information, be it a doctor's office or a public library or or online, of course, um, that they can find what they need. And I've seen your materials in classrooms as well. I know that schools often yes. have, and school libraries will, will provide access. Um, are you aware of uh, resources being accessible to people who are blind or have low vision? Are, are they accessible using a screen reader, for example? Yes, they are. We've worked hard um, and tested them. And so, you, yes, they are set up, designed to be used with a screen reader. If any listeners today are having difficulties using um, our information with a screen reader, we really like to hear. We rely on um, users, people's feedback all the time to improve what we're doing. So, um, but yes, we uh, um, they are, it is accessible for screen readers. Oh, that's that's very important, especially since you have information about ODSP, and I know that uh, numbers of our listeners, you know, need fairly regular updates on on what's happening with with ODSP, and uh, to yes. know that's accessible is very very helpful too. Um, the other thing that that um, I'm concerned about, and many of our listeners as well, are human rights complaints, and it you know yeah. it sounds like. Complaining should be easy. Uh, it isn't. Um, and so can Clio help people to find out how to go about filing complaints with the Ontario Human Rights or other human rights uh, um, tribunals and, uh, and other tribunals, like, for example, with regards to housing? 
Yes. We have a lot of information relating to housing disputes um, on our website um, and how to uh, navigate what's primarily an online system now for rental housing disputes. So there's a lot there. I did look at our human rights tribunal uh, section before, before this conversation, and we have, we have a lot of questions um, and answers there. So how we have our information set, set up on Steps to Justice is we, we did some investigation to find out how people ask their questions, how they approach a problem and how they might frame or uh, word a question. And so the language we use here on our site is intended to reflect the way people might enter you know, enter a question into um, a search bar. Um, so they can either browse by question or, of course, they can still do a search. But then they get to, you know, have, we, one of our questions under human rights tribunal applications is how do I make a claim to the, to the human rights tribunal of Ontario? And what, how we've set up steps to justice is under each question, there are five, well, there's between three and five practical steps that a person can take to move forward in that area. A step may be, you know, getting further assistance from somebody. And so we have a lot of information on services that we make sure that what we say about the services, we do our best to make sure that how we describe services is actually what people will get. Um, but we also, um, so we have, but we have step-by-step information about how to go about moving forward. So on this one, again, step, it's, you know, under how do I make a claim? Find out if first, first step, find out if Ontario's laws apply. Um, third step, file an application with the tribunal. And then underneath that, it's practical information um, for, uh, you know, for that a person, we hope, can, can put, in, put into use and actually act on. We have all of our materials. We're sort of dedicated to writing in plain language. We have three editors on staff who specialize in clear language. So um, they've worked a lot on, on our materials. And so if there's a term that might be confusing to people who don't have a lot of knowledge about the law, we have, they can click on it. We have a glossary behind the scenes. Um, so, you know, the, I, one of the things that's interesting about our information, I think, is it's, is it's practical focus. So it's not necessarily, it's accurate in terms of reflecting the law in the books, but it really goes beyond that to tell people what they're likely to need to know about if they're trying to move forward. Um, so it's sort of like the real world, I suppose, real world application as opposed to something in theory that might be written on the books. I, I think that's terribly important. I know that a lot of times people will ask, do I need a lawyer to file a complaint? And I think you help with first the answer to that question. And, and secondly, if you don't have a lawyer, you know how you can go about it without a lawyer. And, and I know that, yes. that Cleo has been an important resource. I, I believe you also have materials with regard to self-represented litigants. Is that correct? We have a lot for self-represented litigants, primarily in um, family law. And we have a, a, a new program that we've ha- developed over the last three years is what we call Guided Pathways, which are online interviews that people can work through question by question. And it leads users to the completion of court forms and legal documents. And so we have a simple will and we have power of attorney. And so it's a... It's, it's going down that road of helping people who are doing it on their own to actually complete 
as I said, court forms and legal documents. Um, you know, I always find the dichotomy between self-represented people and, and um, represented people sort of, a lot of people are either, are, are partially represented. They need help with some part of their problem, but not all of it. And I think that our information responds to those people's needs as well. They can make some progress. They can get their power of attorney checked with a lawyer if they want, but they can have a draft completed. That's terrific to to have, and I and I know that you know these are things that can s- sometimes arise very quickly, and you may have questions in the middle of the night, and you can't get hold of somebody who can answer them. I I you know I know that in my family, for example, somebody um, you know became critically ill uh, very suddenly, and the question was, what what do we do uh, with regard to power of attorney for this individual, and. Uh, you have that kind of information, which is, you know, available, I guess, 24 hours a day if we're talking about the website, right? It is. And um, we also have a live chat service. Uh, I think it's two hours every day. It's available two hours every day in English and then a couple of days in French or maybe an hour a day in French. I should know this. Um, and and a, a sort of an information referral specialist makes sure to help people find what they need on the site. Um, and sometimes we'll point them to services and referrals if it hasn't been clear to them from using our site. Hard to imagine, I know, but some people <laughs> sort of want that extra level of assistance, and we try to provide it. Well, that's really great. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask if you have any uh, sort of personal stories or stories that you know of people or organizations that have gained better access to justice when they use Clio's resources. Well, wouldn't I love, you know, some full, complete story from from a person who did. What we get is a lot of emails and feedback from people saying, the, you know, something like I'm self-represented. I was looking over these a few minutes ago. You know, I was self-represented. I was really struggling. This was just what I needed. It was both practical and, you know, and I and, and you know, keep up the good work. We get a lot of that. We also network um, and collaborate um, a great deal with other community legal clinics we are, uh, and other um, community organizations. And they, as I said before, use our materials when they work with clients. And we often hear from them, too, about, you know, clients' um, clients use of our, mater- of our materials and how critical it is. So we have various mechanisms, but usually we don't have sort of a start, you know, start to finish story. Well, I, I I do know that that this has made a, a lot of of difference to a lot of people mm-hmm. to be able to get that. I guess you know because once you set them on their path, or once Cleo's resources set them on their path, then off they go. But when you hear back that that you know they've been helped, I think that's that's crucial that you know that, yeah. that you've done something important. So uh, that that's very. Very strong evidence, in my view, because, you know, mostly people don't bother to thank you. And once they've thanked you, you know, you've made a a, a major difference in, in their life. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what, what they say about, you know, if, if, if you hear from one person, you know, that there are a hundred who didn't bother to write something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's that's really quite quite an important uh, uh, issue. Um, can you tell our listeners h- how they go about getting access to uh, Clio's resources, the, the website and uh, f- perhaps phone number? Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, so our website is steps to justice, uh, one word, uh, dot CA. And there's, you can also get to the French version there um, through that. 
um, and our main organizational site um, that you should be able to get to from Steps to Justice or if you want to go directly there to look at publications, Clio publications, and find out generally more about Clio is clio.on.ca. Um, wow, and, and, and is there a phone number or do you just prefer people yes. to go through the website? Well, no, you can do that. And we do have, and then, we, you know, right now we're not, we're not picking up the phone with a live person, uh, you know, at the minute, but we're checking them every day. So it's, you know, it's not what I love, but it's good enough. I think for now, as we're sort of transitioning to returning to the office, the phone number is 416-408-4420. Thank you so much, Julie. It was a real delight to hear your voice again and to have you help us gain better access to justice by finding out about Clio. Thank you. That was Julie Matthews, the executive director of Clio. And I want to thank her so much for joining us on Kelly and Company today. Wow. Danielle, some great insight. Thank you and Julie for that. We'll step aside for a moment. When we return, we'll see what's coming up tomorrow on AMI-tv's Now with Dave Brown and talk a little bit about our show as we wrap our Monday edition. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.